We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants, but those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. Dylan. Hey, Matt. So I've got something that I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you. And okay. I, I think I, I know where this is going, yeah, but and it's I, a question that I almost asked you. Yeah. I, and I told this to a few of my friends and all of them were floored. This was the only episode of Invader Zim I've watched so far. I've That's never watched this show be so fucking wild as somebody who I feel like is in love with the 90s randomness cartoon television. How have you not seen Invader Zim, which I feel like is just an evolution of that? So the problem was, this came out, I guess, when I was in high school. Yeah. So my family was doing this thing throughout the entirety of my life, where we would either have cable or we wouldn't have cable. Okay. And the short run of Invader Zim was during one of the periods where we did not have cable. Yeah. So like, I kind of missed it. And then it was just this thing that everybody talked about. And similar to like Juggalos or fans <laughs> of like horror movies, yeah. like or like people who really like Rocky Horror Picture Show, like they do a disservice to the product <laughs> with the level of passion that they have for the thing. So like no knock on anybody that likes Rocky Horror Picture Show, man. No, look, I love Rocky Horror I Picture love Rocky Show. Horror. But but you know what I mean? Like there's those people where mean. there's those things where some people get into it and it becomes like a personality trait and then you almost like don't even want to watch the thing out of spite yeah. because you're like, "Oh no, am I going to become like Rick and Morty fans?" Prime yeah, example. I get that. I it's get like, that. do I want to be like, I begrudgingly watch every new season of Rick and Morty and I feel like I justify it by being like, well, I'm not like a super fan. Like yeah. the problem is that I have right now is like, I didn't really love this episode, but I okay. also while watching it was like, 
I don't know if this is a great first episode it's to not. watch. It's like, really not. You so, really like, I might start to... from the beginning since it's on Paramount Plus. But I would like, try it out. See what you <laughs> but think. But I was like, this is not doing it for me out the gate. And I'm familiar with the, like, I've read a couple issues of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Like, I, I know, love it. I, I know the love whole that. vibe. I, you know what? I said ICP, but honestly, <laughs> the thing that like Invader Zim and Johnny the Homicidal Maniac fans is make it, me think is of is it mindless self indulgence? Is mindless self indulgence? That's one hundred percent what it like, is. Like it's one step down. It's like. Yep. Le- so i miss this world i miss where like from 2001 to like 2010 there was this subculture of goth that was obsessed with mindless self-indulgence invader zim uh foamy the squirrel remember that shit way way more i feel like i feel like it was like a light-hearted goth you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like it was, it was like, I feel like in the same vein as someone who dated a girl who was into all of the things that you're describing, I feel yeah. like happy tree friends kind of falls yep. into that yep. category as well. Like, like it was just this weird, this very weird, like we're goth, we're still a little punky, but yeah. like, we're not a, fr- like we're goth, but we're not wearing all black. Like we're, yeah. <laughs> like, like we're here, wearing actually fluorescent colors a little yeah. bit. Here's a lot of black, but here's also a hot pink thing that I'm wearing yeah. on my body. Like, <laughs> exactly. And I, I honestly, I, I dug it, man. I, I mean, like I that. I still like MSI. Those oh, the I, first yep. like three or four MSI albums, I will go to bat for. Like, oh, yeah. Shut Me Up is, You'll Rebel Against Anything is such a fun record. Yep. Like the Frankenstein yep. Women album is great. Um, I think up to uh, If is really good. Yeah, like, if, if is really good. And then they kind of stopped. And then when they ran the... They ran a Kickstarter campaign that just like pissed yeah. me off on on pure just like how dare you the audacity okay. of this. Because Tell me about that because I don't remember much about it. I remember they re-released their first album tighter. Yes, and then they uh, then they did the last new album that they did, which was this Kickstarter. So, so the thing that bothered me with yeah. the Kickstarter, and this is compare compare and contrast, but here's like the example I used: the MSI kickstarter ran at the exact same time as the five iron frenzy kickstarter okay and and they were both successful okay five iron frenzy an eight-piece ska band that lives in five different states won it i think it was like fifty thousand dollars to record a new album okay msi who's basically just jimmy urine in his house yeah wanted a hundred thousand dollars in order to make the record and i was just like bullshit like this is like did you hold on did you feel the same way when the aquabats had their kickstarter what was I feel their... like i can't remember but their fucking number was outrageous i was like well that's the thing certain people like... if they set if they set a goal to a level that i'm just like there's no way in hell like like i just and maybe it's because i'm too inside baseball and some of that stuff but i'm like if fucking yeah. five iron frenzy can figure out how to cheaply home record from three different states and make a competent album out of it. You can't convince me that MSI, who is literally just one dude, like let's not joke around. Like when they play live, they play live, but you look at the liner notes of those albums and Jimmy Huron does like 90% of everything on it. So the Aquabats was a hundred thousand dollars as well. Well, and I guess when, once you work in like the stuff that they were trying to do, they were trying to do like more episodes of the TV show and stuff like that. Like I 
get it. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I mean, you got Damon Albarn, who at one point, yes, I know he's like, he's he's rich. He, he runs the gorillas. But one of their albums was released entirely from him recording on an iPhone. Like, I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, yeah. Like, Maybe I don't like in my opinion, and this is again somebody who's not in it. I think I feel like you and I are on the same level of in it. Like we we understand the inner workings, but if you want to make a new album, I think there's a you you find a way to make it, a new album. Yeah, it was a like, hundred and fifty thousand that they were asking for. My okay. self indulgence won a hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars to record an and album. And when that's one of your Jimmy members Urin is married to Gerard Way, I don't yeah. know how you can <laughs> justify that. Yeah, like it's, and that's the thing. I'm like, and I've heard literally no one talk about that album. Like, no. <laughs> like I listened to the first three songs because I really dig them, and then I, it it kind of goes off. And I'm like, if I want to listen to Mindless Self Indulgence, I'm gonna listen to Mindless Self Indulgence. Yeah, I'm kind of curious now. I want to see what the what the Five Iron Frenzy one was at the exact same yeah. time. Um, Five Iron Frenzy was asking for thirty thousand dollars. Okay. And, and this is why I will always say Five Iron Frenzy, Better Friends, and Mindless Self-Indulgence, both of them hit their goal almost the exact same price of $200,000 nice. ultimately donated. Yeah. But it was like one one was an eight-piece band asking for $30,000. One was a dude who handles 90% of the work in his home and like his rich friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, and I think since then, um, I don't know where we ended up on this. I don't know... If it was proven, if it was proven false. Oh, yeah, because then there was all Stuff those came out allegations. Against, yeah, uh, Jimmy Urin, um, which is really unfortunate because I will say that, and again, this is really weird to say that a guy that goes by Jimmy Urin had a big influence on my interests <laughs> growing up, but he did. Um, and if No, like I said, those albums are, I will ride for those those yeah. first four albums for sure. Like, I and think that if, they're fun albums and they're, they're, it's the same thing that when I talk about like how Weird Al made me feel comfortable being a strange kid. Yeah. Like Jimmy Urin absolutely did that for strange kids. Like yeah, lean sure. into the weird. That was <laughs> yes. And then that's that's definitely what he did for me. Um I will say again, I don't know where it stands. Fuck him if it came if if the allegations ended up being true. I yeah. stopped following. I think everybody that's, did. That's like, kind of it. I just, I just don't, I don't know what's going on with Jimmy Urin. Last thing I, I know about Jimmy Urin is he was in Guardians of the Galaxy too. But yeah, I like this era. I love the Invader Zim, foamy, mindless self indulgence era, the the peak hot topic era. I guess you could yeah. call it. I also, and we we'll talk about this in vagalities, but for the last ten years. Yeah. My only real experience with Invader Zim is one of the most obnoxious people in the world at horror conventions. Okay, yeah. This episode, like... Well, first of all, I couldn't... This is also the first time I ever heard what Invader Zim sounded like. And I'm like, this is just Daggett. From <laughs> it's Daggett, yeah. <laughs> Angry Beavers. Like, I read the guy's credits and i'm like this dude does other voices but for some reason for invaders and he's like i'm just gonna reuse daggett's voice that seems acceptable (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, so that was distracting to me because i just kept imagining daggett saying all of the things like i i saw past the green 
the Green Martian yeah. and just saw the very, saw which also, side note, the name Angry Beavers, one of the most misleading yeah. uh, names of all time. Those beavers had very little rage yeah, they at all inside they them. they weren't angry at all. I think they just couldn't they call it stoner beavers. Beaver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> two dumbass beavers. <laughs> <laughs> two fucking idiot-ass beavers running around. And I love I'll Angry Beavers. I'll always remember the but... spleen. Remember the spleen episode? Yes. The fucking crawling spleen? God yep. damn. There's so the Disco good. Beaver episode where he's yep. <laughs> like, man, Nickelodeon, baby. Nickelodeon, Dude, Nickelodeon in the late slaps, 90s. Man. I really want you, I want to hear your thoughts on Invader Zim. I mean, I it's only be like, 27 episodes like, let's get in a this movie. Out of, like, hey, <laughs> if you've listened to this, there's going to be a part two, and we're going to come back after Matt's watching all of Invaders. Well, let me let me so, ask you. Like, you're the yeah. one that picked this. Yeah. But like, in the grand scheme of both, I have Christmas... never seen this episode. Before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you. I was like, in the grand scheme of like Invaders M episodes and like I've Christmas specials. So, do, were you kind of? not blown away by this as well <laughs> yeah i mean it's just invaders in like i mean that's kind of, of of what it is but i feel like it's better to have some form of understanding of that coming into it um i watched this entirely on my phone 30 minutes before i went to get my oil changed this morning because i knew it was it was that it's that kind of show yeah where, like, i watched it just... at 11 30 last night before yeah that. like like you can just it, it's going to be moving. It's quick pace. I don't think you're ever going to be like, God, is this thing like, I wish something would happen because shit is happening every two seconds in this show. Um, I will say that it falls into that trapping of things just happen for no reason. Well, that's what I was going to say. This is like super, to me, this was super like, LOL, isn't that so random humor? Exa I think this was this is kind of where that started. Uh, before yeah. before we get to like the Adventure Times and the haha bacon, don't you get it? Everything's bacon. It's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> remember that? Like when we were, everyone was weirdly Dude. obsessed with bacon. Like that's Dude. fucking. I don't understand. It'd be like, what was it, like epic food meals or whatever, where the yeah. dude would just wrap shit in bacon covered bacon. Yeah. And I was just like, it made me. Maybe I am more of a contrarian than I realized. Maybe because, not like bacon. Yeah, <laughs> like bacon. there was there was a point for for a while, I, like someone be like, "And we're gonna put bacon on it," and I'd be like, "Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so cool. I'm yeah, how unique. You threw bacon on some shit." Yeah. <laughs> but I what? Like I I I did get to that point because even like I think I've talked about it before, like Napoleon Dynamite movie that I loved, and then there just got this point where yeah. like everywhere you went was like 40 vote for pedro shirts yeah. and people being like tuna you fat lard like it was just like it was too much and i had to pull yeah. away from napoleon dynamite for I a mean, bit it's, it's 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 the nightmare before christmas one thing. you know what it's like that is if we're talking about things that this reminds yep. me of yep. and that world of like the can wear fluorescent colors type uh -huh. goth I mean, those those fluorescent goth kids were birthed out of watching yeah. Nightmare Before but Christmas. But you know what I've realized? You know what I've realized? And that's just because I have people that do this. Um, I feel like a lot of it came from parents. Parents yeah. of kids. Where kids were like, I really like this one thing. And then that's all they bought them for the rest of their lives. Um, Dylan, like I still... not. not <laughs> let's not pretend that I don't love the Muppets. Yeah. But it is the only shit that anyone buys me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. like, like, I'll go 
to a convention, uh, like someone would just be like, "Hey, I saw this and thought of you," and it's just like, "I bet it's a Muppet thing." Yeah, <laughs> like, Teddy and I, I can... have been together for, or for coming up on two, but we've had two Christmases together, and both Christmases, her aunt has gotten me something Nightmare Before Christmas related. Yep. Have you ever heard me talk about Nightmare Before? No, Christmas? I was gonna say that's the other thing. <laughs> like... I have, I have four Nightmare Before Christmas ornaments and three Nightmare Before Christmas mugs, and I purchased zero of them. Like, like it's, it's, it's. The he likes spooky stuff and he likes Disney and he likes Obviously, Christmas time. Yeah, There's... and he likes Christmas time. <laughs> this is the ultimate gift, and I look at it and I'm like, cool. <laughs> I'm never gonna use these Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas headphones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will use. Look, I will use a coffee mug. Oh, I don't yeah. give a you shit give what you slap mug. on I don't it. Give a shit what's on it? <laughs> Unless it's same something like, super offensive. Yeah, same and then with I'll just Christmas. use it when no one else is around. <laughs> <laughs> same with a Christmas ornament. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's always room on the tree for more ornaments, so yeah. I'll take it. But like, yeah, all in all, the aesthetic of this, like, it just. It was fine, but I was just like, this is stress. Like, this is stressful. It was like a stressful watch because I just felt like every five minutes, the entire plot changed. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. So uh, but we, but it had its moments for sure. Like it did. I actually think, and maybe this is intentionally, I was like, Zim might be my least favorite character in this. Like he is so point. stressful. I like, don't, Zim is not I don't think Zim's supposed to be likable. As a matter of fact, so when so there's a point where these two or where they get to the end where they're teleporting the people away. Yeah. And the only thing that gets teleported is that stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. And it cuts to these two aliens on a ship who just see, like, they're just, eat, I think they're just eating cereal and enjoying yeah. their life. And then the stuffed animal pops and they're confused. So the first episode is these two aliens making fun of Zim and sending him off to Earth. So I and, read a bit of the wiki page so I could understand yeah. what was going on. So I understand that they're like an alien, like an alien species where your height it dictates your skill yep. set and power, and Zim yes. is the smallest person yeah. there, so, so he's bullied by them. Exactly. Yeah. He's and he's trying to prove himself. Bullied. He's got, like, a Napoleon complex mm-hmm. because of it. And the whole first episode is basically, like, they send him off. If I remember correctly, they don't even know that there's an actual planet there yeah. called Earth. So they're kind of just, like, they're trying to get rid of him. Um, he ends up on Earth, and he's, like... Of, of course, he's like, I'm going to take over this planet because that's my mission. Yeah. And so Zim is an idiot. You're not supposed to like Zim. Uh, at least I. I mean, the vibe I got during high school was that people didn't had didn't have an opinion on Zim. But man, did they, they fucking love Gurr. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, Gurr fucks. Like, let's, <laughs> let's be completely honest. Gurr is dope. And I understand everybody's like. The kind of the thing that you were just saying, like, oh, it's random humor. I don't know. I just have such a soft spot for that little blue eyed freak. Uh, <laughs> him and his little like green puppy dog outfit. I used to have a chain with a uh, uh, girl. I, in his I puppy cannot dog deny outfit. how cute the puppy dog outfit oh, the is. Green is... puppy dog girl is so adorable. Oh, I love it. Um, so back to reality, Dylan. Yes, I'm sorry. All right, let's get back. So let's back down from the clouds as you as you ascend it, talking about Gurr. I know. Uh, so we start off with Mr. Sludgy 
which is a, a robotic snowman, two million years in the future, and he's talking to these ro robot children? Like, they're children, but they have, like, cybernetic stuff on their faces. Yeah, I don't, I'm well. going to say that they're, like, uh, I, I almost said Android, which is basically the same. Yeah. But, like, um, whatever, like the, like a Borg. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, like a combo yeah, yeah. of, like, human yeah. with... Uh, and, yes, one of the kids asked to hear the tale of the worst Christmas ever. So, uh, and the story starts in the world of Invader Zim. Exactly. We we head to modern day, oh, whatever that may mean, um, and we run into Zim, Gur, and Minnie Moose. Uh, I do love the running bit that Minnie Moose has been there the entire time. This is I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. This is the only appearance of Minnie Moose okay. um, <laughs> in the show. I will say that apparently, and this is just based off wiki, um, I'm a huge fan of the first season of Invader Zim. Honestly, there was only like really. I was gonna say the second season was like, seven episodes exactly. <laughs> um, but and those, this was kind of in between the few. two, like yes. Yes. yeah. So this was like season one ended. Yeah, there was like a six month hold up. Yep. This one random episode came out, and then like a year later, the second season yeah. finally came out. So, Mini Moose was supposed to appear in two other episodes, but those episodes never happened. Like, they never finished them. Um, so, they started throwing in, like, running bits of Mini Moose has always been there. Um, yeah. He does pop up in the comics, apparently, and he's apparently a big part of the Netflix movie, which I've I never guess. sat down to I, watch. I didn't even know that Netflix released an Invader Zim movie until I was on the Wikipedia page yeah. last night for this. Um, it's and one it, of those... It's one of those things where people were like clam like clamoring for it and then I feel like nobody watched or talked about. Well, here's here's the other thing though. And this is I have no actual insider information on this, right? Like yeah. the most that I have is being friends with two to three people who were on a single season of a Netflix reality show and just seeing how Netflix operates. Like yeah. at the end of the day, Netflix decides what will be the hit on that show by just how they advertise it. Yeah. And like the example that I give is like, it's looking like there will not be more seasons of the circle. We haven't heard a goddamn thing about this show yeah. since last January when it came out, but they're on, they're filming season 10 of love is blind right now while season four just aired. So like, Jesus Christ. you can tell what they're funneling money into, but like, the ratings on The Circle plummeted around season four, which was the season that my friends were on. Yeah. And they also premiered season four the same day that they premiered the final season of Ozark. Oh, and like, God. and like she, my friend said that literally one of the executives was like, well, you're kind of unfortunately on the lowest rated. It's going to be the lowest rated season. And she's like, why? And she's like, because we're going to put it out the same day as Ozark. And she's like, well... You could not. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you have the option to not do that like, as well. But I think in their mind, they're just to. like, oh, this fucking show that we have to film in the UK and it costs us this much money. So if we intentionally promote it less, yeah, then we can justify not doing it anymore because like, uh-oh, stop being popular. Sorry, fictional ratings that like yeah. don't make any sense. Like, it's... Dude, my, my beef with Netflix is going deep right now because Dude, the I Love is never, Blind live yeah. stream was such a shit show that it was like the greatest thing I've ever experienced. I, I still won't forgive Netflix for these two, these two shows. I won't forgive Netflix for Everything Sucks, mm -hmm. obviously. And, and I, I won't I, forget, and I am not okay with this. 
Like I, will oh, not I was going to say canceling Glow before the final oh, yeah, season. Oh yeah, Glow as well. Glow as well. <laughs> like, I so I don't I I didn't count that because I did at least get three seasons out yeah. of that. But where, we got like, we were told the final season was going to exactly, be filmed. Yeah, and then the pandemic hit, and the biggest piece of bullshit. I've ever heard come out of fucking Netflix's mouth is that they said the reasoning that they were canceling glow was because of the pandemic. The season wouldn't come out a year later and that they had a strict rule that new seasons had to come out every single year. Jump cut three years for the new season of stranger. God, (laughs) like dude. And I really, I also, I honestly anticipated like nobody giving a shit about Stranger Things season four, and holy shit, did people give a shit about Stranger Things season four when that shit dropped? (laughs) Man, in Stranger Things season four, it's like it's good. It was good. I, I think retroactively. I'm like, yeah, it was great. One of the best seasons. And then, like, I'll see my statuses of when I was watching it. Yeah. And it was fine. But yeah. the Russia shit sucked. Like, the yeah, Russia yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. like, drags that whole season down. But I've just blocked it out of my brain. So I'm just like, yeah, man, Eddie running up that hill, fucking yeah. Master of the Puppets. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, did you watch I Am Not Okay With This? Yes. I yeah. like that show. What that was the first thing I watched during lockdown. And I worked my way through almost the entire Netflix library during yeah. lockdown because I had to have something on my TV and I was just like, all right, let's put yeah, I'm not okay with this was fantastic. Oh, yep. I watched I am not okay with this, and then I watched the high fidelity remake. And and, Great. I, and like yeah. both of them fucking broke me and then i found out both of them were not getting a second season and got really upset because those two things those were i watched both of those seasons multiple times throughout lockdown just because they for some reason they they i don't know they they touched me like they were the thing that that i related to at the beginning of lockdown um so i will never i can't I also I thought Teenage Bounty Hunters on there. I thought Teenage yeah. Bounty Hunters was such a fun show that got canceled after one season yeah. on a cliffhanger. And yep. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I hesitate Netflix? to watch new shows on Netflix because yeah. I'm like, this isn't OK. You give me a couple seasons in, then I'll check it out. Yeah. But no, like, I think that that's fair. But I can't I can't do it anymore. Like, because that shit is killing me, especially with things like Teenage Bounty Hunters or I am not OK with this that do end with a cliffhanger like yeah. nothing like, like literally like the sh- there is no ending we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. In the darkest corners of the internet, a nameless, formless entity has been growing. No one dares question where it was created or what it wants. But those who have been entranced by its musings chant its blood-curdling name in unison. Horror Movie Night! Find Horror Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. 91 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power but lacks intelligent inhabitants. 
What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. Uh, but yeah, so basically, Zim is trying to get money and sees that all of the Salvation Army Santas, which I don't don't get many Salvation Army Santas, uh, all yeah. these Salvation Army Santas are out there ringing their bells, and he's like, oh, okay, so fat men in red suits command uh, this. Gur poses as a chi- a small child on Santa's lap, which was like funny enough, but that was really when I was like, oh, this is like the LOL so random yeah. humor for sure. Uh, it was like glue for eating and cheese and like, and I was just like, okay, okay, I get where this is going. Um, they kidnap a mall Santa. The mall Santa explains that they're all workers for Santa Claus, but none of them have actually met yeah. the Santa Claus. So Zim creates a, a Santa suit that he can wear to charm people into wanting to be uh, to give him money and, and give him riches and then he's like oh I could just command them aboard a ship and like yeah. take them away like it's, this is great but and we're that crowd too yeah oh like, 100%. fuck yeah Santa, yeah, Santa! <laughs> and, but, but Zim gets overridden by the, the holly jolliness that is yes. the natural Santa Christmasiness because the uh, way he made the suit is it's like this gelatinous material that he fed data to about, about Santa. all the Santas that he took that he had kidnapped, um, thus creating a gelatinous Santa costume that was filled with nothing but holly jolly. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, Christmas three sixty five, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's so hard to discuss the episode because it's like there's all these like plot points Dude, with quotation so marks <laughs> like because then we have dibs who i get is like the only him and his sister like the only people who recognize him as an alien and his and sister I, doesn't give a shit like his yeah, sister is like dude i think his sister realizes how much of a dumbass zim actually is and, and then he's like, not going to succeed. Yeah, yeah, he's she's like, dude, just leave it alone. Like he's gonna be, he's gonna do his own comeuppance. But Dib is like, we must stop him. We've got to stop him. Yeah, I think his sister is my favorite character. I was gonna say her, his sister really won me over. Um, probably the biggest laugh I got was throughout the episode. She's just hanging on a fence, staring at the neighbor's dog holding yeah. a doll that she says is named Bitey, like Bitey the Vampire or whatever, because yeah. the dog bit the head off, and she's been like seeking revenge ever since. Is it the fly? Is that what got it's you? It's the shot of the fly <laughs> with the doll head. When he's like, when he's like, it was me. I accidentally transported its head onto the body of a fly, and it just cuts to this fly with a giant doll head. Yeah, because it, it does the huh? Like, Gaz is like, huh? Yeah. The dog's like, huh? And then it cuts to a fly with a fucking vampire <laughs> that turns to the screen and goes, huh? <laughs> like, ridiculous. Like, that that shot killed me. That was the highlight of the whole episode for me, was that yeah. singular moment. I worry um, that this is going to be our one podcast episode that people can't follow along with because we 
are struggling to follow along but, with this episode. But, that's, uh, but you know what they can do? They can yeah. go and watch it on Paramount Plus and yeah. be equally like, this is too, it's too much. It's and I guess that that's fun. what I wanted to ask. Like, yeah. is if I put on Invader Zim, yeah. will it be a little bit more cohesive than whatever this Christmas episode was? Like, I'm fine with a little bit of chaotic energy, but this was like, what the fuck is even ha- Like, this was like, if you took a minute long robot chicken sketch and was like, we could do that for 30 straight minutes. And it was like, <laughs> it was too much. Like it was just like it. You know what it reminded me of? Yeah. Are you familiar with Axe cop? No. Okay. So Axe cop was a Axe. comic book that became a cartoon series. And the whole premise of yes. the comic. Yeah. Yes, was that. This. Yeah. It was a comic artist who literally just would call his eight year old brother and have his eight-year-old brother make up a story over the phone, and he would animate it, and like literally, it's verbatim what the eight-year-old said. Like every line of dialogue, every like scene transition, and it's really funny and charming because you remember being eight and how like yeah, every single story is just like, and then this happened, and then this happened with like no like yeah cohesion. This felt like a whole lot of, and then this happens. Like it's the anti Trey Parker. Yeah, I was gonna speech, say we talked yeah. about the Trey Parker thing a couple weeks ago, and yeah. it it really like there is no therefore or however in yeah. this episode of Invader Zim. It is just no. a whole lot of, and then this happens. I mean, at one point we get the Easter platypus. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's a kaiju fight, and then basically like if we're gonna if we're gonna yada 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 to the end of the episode, yeah. Mister Sludgy reveals that like. Earth is is a dystopian nightmare that is covered by a protective shield and this giant mutant crazy holly jolly Santa that Zim Santa has spider. accidentally Santa yeah, spider <laughs> like comes every Christmas and they have to like distract it with milk and cookies so it doesn't destroy and kill yeah. all of them like it is it's it's just too damn much because <laughs> like, there there are moments in this episode that I want to explore yeah. Like, I would love to do, like, a deep dive on a world that does have to do this. I think yeah. that's a really cool fucking concept. I think a six-issue comic book that delves into Mr. Sludgy telling this story, but it's a cohesive story yeah. of, you know of what it is? how this we is, end up here. This is the final season of Game of Thrones. Like, all the beats make sense, but you're telling yeah. it too goddamn fast. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yup, you're right there. I feel like the first few episodes of Invader Zim are a little calmer than this. Yeah. Um, I feel like they latched on to the randomness because that's what became popular. Yeah. Was the... the random humor don't get me wrong there is random shit like for some reason homie is obsessed with putting moose in his fucking shows like a moose pops up multiple times yeah in in different episodes i don't understand it and don't get me wrong like we're talking you're talking to a person who loved not liked fucking loved like Aqua Teen Hunger Force yeah. and C C Lab. You love and, Ren and Stimpy, like and Ren like and Stimpy. It's, it's, it's... But but you know what it is? I think it's even with all of those shows, even with the chaotic nature. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there is a very simple premise set. I yeah. feel like a lot of the way that I do podcasting now 
is inspired by those types of cartoons, right? Because it's like you set up a simple enough premise. Yeah. Like it's just like there's a spider inside of the Aqua Teen Hunger Force house. It can go on a billion tangents and weirdness yeah. as long as like the main focus is this spider in the Aqua Teen house. Like yeah. Ren and Stimpy, same thing. Like as weird and fucking random as the Christmas episode was that we watched, it was a very simple premise. Stimpy farted, thought it was his kid, and was trying to find his kid. <laughs> and like whatever weird, crazy shit happens beyond that point, like it never breaks. Like that this is, a is wild the story. description. Like, <laughs> but but that is, I mean, that's, that's Ren and Stimpy I mean, for that's you. That's it. But that's... it's like we we can't sit down and describe this episode of Invaders in because there's like 15 different moving yeah, pieces that all ultimately don't matter. No. And I think that that like prime example, one of my favorite cartoon episodes of anything is the sea lab episode where captain Murphy is stuck underneath a Biba Cola machine. Yeah. 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 That episode is random as fuck. There's Definitely. a scorpion that comes out. That's like giving him juice. Like, yeah. He's collecting teeth. There's a robot that shows up collecting his teeth. Like, there's so much random shit, but the the basic block of the episode is just it's the one where he's trapped underneath the soda machine. Yeah. Like it's 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 that sitcom concept, right? Like any Seinfeld episode, any Friends episode can be still down to it's the one where. Yeah. And like there is no the only it's the one where with this Invader Zim episode is it's the Christmas one. Like, yeah. like, like there's because yeah. there's no real true there's just too there's too much happening in yes. 22 minutes. Like I it is agree. it is exhausting. It's okay. like it's like eating pop rocks and drinking a case of energy drink yeah. and then like trying to sit still. Like, like but I mean I'm going to check out the rest of Invaders in because I, my vibe is that clearly even as I was watching I'm like I'm not liking this but I also have a feeling when I was like looking at the wiki page and seeing the release schedule and everything, I'm like, this feels like this is on an island all of its own. Like, okay, so <laughs> here's my suggestion. Okay, if you, I, you sound like you are gonna check out the rest of Invaders in, but if some reason you're like, I don't want to give me one segment to check out, I would at least check out Game Slave Two, which okay. is that's my favorite episode of Invaders in, and it's Zim's not in it. It's a total focus on Gaz, and Gaz is trying to go to the mall to pick up this new video game system, Game Slave 2, and this other kid buys the last copy, and the entire episode is about Gaz trying to get this thing from the other kid, and knowing how dark Gaz is, this heads into some fucked up places, but it's it's 2000s Nickelodeon versions of fucked up. Uh, It came out... Wow, it, this is wild. This episode came out September 21st, 2001. So like 10 days after, after, after 9-11. Lord. Yeah, absolutely insane. Right, I'm, um, putting on my, I'm putting on my yeah. my list of shows to check out. Game Slave 2. Um, there, and there's certain episodes like that. And that is the running through line. Is Gaz wants this gaming system. So like that's this is what she's going to do. All right. Um, there's one episode where all the kids are trapped on a bus and it's uh they're they're trapped and they're being stalked by a back to this a killer moose but again the through line is that they're stuck on this bus uh there's something trying to kill them mm-hmm. you do eventually find out that it's a ploy from Zim like they're all in a simulation but that's the through line 
Where I feel like with this, it's like, okay, Zim and Gurr needed some money. Um, okay. Then they make a Santa costume. Cool. Yeah. They are going to take that Santa costume and then they're going to try to take over the world as Santa because everybody loves Santa. Awesome. Oh no, the Santa costume uh is sentient and is now going to kill Zim. Like there's there's just so fucking much because yeah. that was the first 5 minutes of this fucking yeah, show and there was still <laughs> 16 additional minutes like, like it was it was very it, i was like i am fucking tired dude, like it was i watched this this morning and i'm like line after line after line i'm like i need to write that one down and then i'm like or wait i just missed that let me hold on and I, I should write that one down no i'll remember it no i won't i don't remember anything that happened in no this i because so much fucking happened yeah it's it's I'm, I will report back. Like, I put yes. Invaders in pretty high on my to-watch list. So it will... Good. This is coming out May 1st. I am willing to predict, predict that by the end of the month of May, I will have watched Invaders in in its entirety. And we cool. can talk about it on a future episode. I will it. until then, Dylan, I hope you don't have the most horrible Christmas ever. Dude, I hope you don't have the most horrible Christmas ever as well. Whoa. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, now we Movie Night on your favorite podcasting app or at hmnpodcast.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.